What's up, y'all? It's the world famous Ben Lopez. Right here. Hey, you are now listening to the Sounds of the Scramble Life Podcast. Are you ready? Hell yeah. All right, here we go. What up, people? We're back again with another episode of the Scramble Life Podcast. It's your boy, G, and we got my man, L Scratch, on the other line. What's up, L? Yeah. How we doing, people? We doing good. <laughs> so, good yeah. Good to hear. Good to hear. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's been a, another long week. This is a Sunday. Once again, this is our normal record day for now. Um, and the show's going to be a little different this week because my laptop... Just decided to act crazy during the middle of the week, and I'm waiting on a new one to come. And it's going to be a little different this week, so you might hear little pauses and glitches in the show this week. But we're going to get through this and do most of what we had prepared before my laptop decided to start acting crazy. Um, little technical difficulties. You sure you wasn't hacked? What's that? <laughs> uh, I said a couple of de- technical difficulties. You sure you wasn't hacked? Nah. Can't get inside that computer. You know you got a lot of information. In there. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> nah, yeah. nah, nah. It ain't, it ain't make it too hot. I don't think, but uh, all right, all right. <laughs> it could be. You never know. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, we gonna start to show off this week with some things uh, that happened as soon as we went off the air last week. Well, I don't think it happened as soon as we went off the air last week. I think that the information hit the wire as soon as we went off yeah. the air last week, um, which was mm-hmm. around twelve noon or so, but. Um, Benny the Butcher, Buffalo, New York's yeah. home. You know, mm. uh, he he was shot in Houston, Texas. All right. Now it says here, according to the ABC affiliate in Houston, a New York rapper visiting Houston has become the latest victim of gun violence in Texas. According to police, Benny the Butcher was shot in the leg over the weekend in an attempted armed robbery at the Walmart store on South Rice Avenue in Southwest Houston. Now, I would like to know what kind of neighborhood that is, where that store is at, because you know how these Walmarts are set up around the country. Some of them are yeah. like in suburban areas, some are in country areas, some are near military bases, uh, some are even close, right. to, close to the hood, so... Once again, the mm-hmm. show is going to be lacking a little bit this week, but somebody go look up where South Rice Avenue is at in Houston. Uh, the rapper, whose real name is Jeremy Pinnock, uh, was visiting Houston and went to the store to pick up some items. As he was getting out of his Rolls Royce, <laughs> police said a group mm-hmm. of men, here we go, a group of men went up to Pinnock mm-hmm. and demanded his chains and necklaces. As Pinnock was running away, Police said the suspects started shooting, striking the rapper once in the leg. Police said he was taken to the hospital and is suspected to survive. Meanwhile, two other people were with Pennant at the time of the shooting. And guess what? They were not injured. A description mm. of the suspects was not immediately released, but investigators said they were seen in a Chevy Malibu. According to Spotify, I don't know why Spotify. Ain't that a police car? That's a police car, ain't it? A Chevy Malibu? Yeah, they be using those joints. Yeah, it's one of those types mm-hmm. for an unmarked car. Mm. According to Spotify, Pinnock recently signed a management deal with Rock Nation, an entertainment agency founded by notable rapper Jay-Z. Now, I'm going to get my own side note to that. Uh, in addition to that, I think that album he did a couple months ago with his boys, that was under E1, 
and if my memory serves right. me correct, this new project might be under Empire. Okay. Empire um, Music Group or whatever. So that's that ain't got nothing to do with the TV show, though. What TV show? No, hell no, no, no. Okay, that's that, what I'm saying. That stuff. Right. Uh, Empire is a big deal. They're kind of like what E1 was about 10, 15 years ago. Got it. So okay. a lot of shit they put out. Troy Ave, uh, just a lot of people go through Empire now. So they're like the new mm -hmm. E1, basically. Um, so yeah, just last week, uh, rapper Mo3, which we all know was shot and killed uh, during the daytime attack on a highway in Houston. When we know that story right there, but What's going to change? You know? I don't um, know, man. I don't know. You know, that's... But I'm looking at this location, G, and this is a super Walmart. First off, it's right off oh, the highway. It's off, right. the, it's off of 6-9, uh, and it's, to me, I mean, I usually, when I look at Walmarts, I usually see a lot of greenery around here geographically. According to what I'm looking at now, there's a lot of, like, you know, houses, um... And just, uh, you know, looks like some industrial stuff that's going on around there. But it doesn't look completely suburban, just in my personal opinion, because it's right off the highway exit. So when you zoom out on your screen or on the map, if you're looking at a map, <clears throat> how far is mm -hmm. it from downtown Houston? Well, right now it's up. It's, it's a little, it's about, I would say, maybe uh, 10, 20 blocks from the area they call Uptown. Okay. And um, it, it's a little east of what they call Gulfton. Mm-hmm. So uh, downtown, I'm not too familiar with where downtown is in uh, in Houston, but um, yeah, this looks like it could go down over here, in my opinion, just from you know my experience. This looks like it yeah, could go cause, down because you know Walmart. You know, I've only known about Walmart now probably since about '97 or so. And that's when they started blowing up around here. But mm -hmm. that's always the center place for everything in society you got your yes. ghetto niggas in there you got your white trash in there you got your sadiddy the melting pot yeah you got your some sadiddy women that want to get a cut deal they'll go there for that you know middle class right. a little bit of every you see and i always analyze that shit because it's amazing just to walk in here and see the type of people you see walking around in a walmart so you just never know so for them mm -hmm. to go hit them up in a parking lot in daylight at a Walmart says a lot. It makes me wonder a lot. Um, it also raises the question in my head on what's up with their security. Now, the Walmart security? Nah, man. The, the security for Benny and them. For you Benny know, and them, right. Yeah, you, you mm -hmm. fuck Walmart security. That shit ain't nothing but a million cameras sitting around. But, um... Mm -hmm. You know, what's up with their security and security detail? You know, do you have to check in with somebody, especially when you're going to Walmart with a Rolls Royce in a big market like that? Right. Because you know, right. I know what's up with Houston. I mean, I love Houston to death. Believe me, I can't wait to get back. But, uh, yeah, I mean, a Rolls Royce in a Walmart lot picking up items, I would have sent somebody, at least got an Uber over there or some shit like that. and. You just got to watch yeah. it, you know, and then the other two dudes, they didn't get shot. So it makes you wonder what's going on, you know, and also in my head, it goes back to the whole saying of uh, to whom much is given, much is required. Like JFK, kinda, he kind of made that one popular back in the day. But that is a line from the Bible that comes from Luke 
uh, verse or uh, chapters 12, verse 48 in the written way in the Bible, one version of the Bible is for unto for unto whomsoever much is given of him shall be much required. That's right. Marinate on that shit right, for man. a minute, man. So you get these deals, you get all this money. You got to be ready because guess what? Everybody's aiming for you. They trying to get you right. out the deal. They trying to get extensions on the deal. Uh, so many hands in the pot and just shit is changing constantly. You don't know where shit coming from. Then you just got motherfuckers on the street watching you because, hey, they got to report you in town. It could have been somebody right. in housekeeping or whatever. I'll say, yo, these niggas is mm-hmm. here. We're going to do this. Boom, 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 boom. So somebody ran up on him, got his chains, and shot him when he took off. So he, I'm assuming he didn't have no guns on him. And I, I'll get into that a little bit. Now, I was going to spound on this a little bit more, too. But I don't know if they're living. I doubt they're living in Buffalo. Um, they may be living yeah. in Atlanta. They may be living in Alabama or some shit like that. I'm not sure. But the first thing I thought about when I was reading through this article was the. Rep- I can always get this word wrong. I always say repros- I always say reciprocity, but it's not reciprocity. It's, it's uh, how do you say? Where, where is that? Recipro- rec- uh, uh, reciprocity is the word. All okay. right, so I'm gonna explain to y'all what reciprocity is. Yeah, knowledge me. All right. So when I lived in the state of North Carolina, I had a gun permit. And when you have a gun permit for each individual state, the states basically, to give you layman terms, they have friends where you could take your gun to their state. So for like North Carolina, when I was in the state of Washington, during that time period of me having my license, I could carry my gun in Seattle. Because guess what? The state of Washington is a friend with North uh, Carolina. But I couldn't, right, bring my, right, right. I couldn't carry my gun home because North Carolina don't fuck with New York State. So that's how that went, but this just sum things up here with the gun thing. If you're a New York State resident and you have a New York State gun permit, you could carry your gun down in Texas. You could carry your gun down in Georgia and uh, Alabama, I think. And I think if you're a Georgia resident, you might be able to to carry your gun to New York State or either Alabama or something like that or either Texas too. So for each state, you could go look up. So let's say I'm in Houston and I got a Georgia or Alabama or New York or whatever gun permit. I would have to check and see and make sure I could carry my gun there. That's part of that law that I just mentioned. So I would, right. I, if shit, let's just say it wasn't in the budget for that day or that week or whatever, or allowances wasn't there. Shit, somebody from home gonna be there with a gun. <laughs> I know I got enough money for that <laughs> shit, right? So right, you know right, you gotta right. you gotta have something in place. You might not have five hundred dollars a day uh for a security guard, but you gotta put some type of backup plan in place, especially when you're gonna roll up on a Walmart in a fucking uh a Rolls Royce. You know what I mean? Right. I mean I'm sure it's more right. common there like it is in a lot of these big markets where you see a lot more fly cars than you see back home rolling around here on the streets, like Maseratis and shit like that. But yeah, you got to be more careful. And then people already know you're not just, you know, some square computer nerd tech that just got a Maserati or a Hummer or some shit. They looking at you different because you right. roll with all that fucking gold on and shit and them big ass $7,000 sneakers and shit. You know, they like, yeah, look, man. Look, man, this is what it is. So 
yeah, that that went down, man. So yeah, just I I I hope they get better security measures put in place. I hope it ain't no other shit going on besides that just being a random incident. You know, now, do you think that should be applied in cases where, let's say, because we ran over the stats last week in regards to the number of rappers who have been slain by gun violence, mm-hmm. you know, just over the last, what we say, what, three to five years. And the mm-hmm. numbers are just out of the, out of here. Out of control. Do you think that this, do you think that the rappers now, uh, based off of the fact that they have this street credibility and they have all this money, they more trying to prove, like, look, listen, I could walk up. Because remember, years ago, you couldn't just walk out in the streets like that. You needed to either be legitimately credible in that hood right. and walk up the streets, or you're going to have some bodyguards. That's just what it was. But now it seems as though everybody's trying to act like, yo, I got it. I'm good. Ain't nothing going to happen to me. I wish a nigga would. And now, not in all cases, but I'm seeing these situations where, in Nipsey's case, people walking up. Yeah, and Benny Case people riding up, riding up, and, and, and what's the uh, you know they they just walking up to these people whether they coming out from shopping or doing whatever it is, it's right on the street. It ain't like at a show. Years ago, it used to go down at a show sometimes. Yeah, and I, I, like, not to cut like, you off, but I remember hearing about you know some rappers. I ain't gonna say no names, but it, I think it was like when I was in high school. It was like, yeah, such and such got their chain robbed or stolen. And you yeah, back then, yeah, you know. All I'm really seeing is what's on TV. I may have been talking to one or two publicists here and there, but you ain't really mm-hmm. know what your cast was getting robbed back then. But go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just trying to say, do you think that's what's maybe the main uh, uh, common denominator here is that rappers are just comfortable now thinking that it's all good and sweet in these they know it's not sweet in the street, right. but they thinking like, yo, I'm legit. Like, I'm, they respect me. Like, I'm good. Ain't nobody going to try nothing. I don't need security. Because security guard is a sign of, oh, you a bitch. Right. You ain't real. You got to, oh, that's right. You got to, this book. Now you see J50. I mean, not to call nobody out. Certain caliber rappers, they don't play. They got truckloads of security. Right. That's just what it is. Mm-hmm. You know? Do you think we've gotten to that stage where it's like, once you reach a certain tier in the industry, you need to have that as a as a basic requirement. Make that a part of the budget. That's you just need that. Yeah, I, I definitely think it's a it should be a part of the budget. Um, now I know they haven't been doing a lot of touring. Um, they've been, mm-hmm. let's just say, commercially viable for the last five years or so. But like I always tell people, what they're doing has a cap on it, so it's kind of limited to a certain group. And that's kind of like. Kind of the reason why I think Wendy Williams played him the other day on her show. I don't know if you saw that or not, but it was a clip in where she was talking about Benny getting shot, and she just kind of looked. You know, she'll try to sell some bullshit just by looking at you a certain way. <laughs> so when right. this picture, okay. when, yeah, when this picture came on the screen, she just looked at the screen with a blank face, like, and I, I guess mm-hmm. it was supposed to read like, "I don't know this nigga." He, ain't, you know, what I'm saying because, like I said, they're right. they're still kind of a niche group like they're not gonna sell no 15,000 tickets for a big arena or nothing like that so right 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 um I forgot where we're going just I I got to digressing but I'll say this go ahead no I was gonna say you was leading into the into the fact that you know you know um well not armored but like a certain level of security should be required once you reach a certain status I mean that's just you know, that's just logic. Yeah, you know? I mean, and you, you, know. you know, they they did have, a regardless of whether they're doing tons of shows or not, they did have a lot of hype over the last mm-hmm. 
year and a half to two years, just beyond, man. Because, I mean, some of these guys, grown motherfuckers, walking around here like, oh, I worship them. They're the best fucking thing since sliced bread. But I'll say this. The real question is, is by having these partnerships or more partnerships than ever within your quote-unquote record deal or management deal, Mm -hmm. part of the problem. Right, right. Because before, you know, just 10, 20, 30 years ago, you know, it was the deal and pretty much what you did outside of that deal was your business, whether you wanted to, you know, sell ice cream sandwiches or whatever, that was the situation with you and your management. Right, Um, right. So now you got all these other additional partnerships and that makes up your deal. So now you got to run faster, you got to run harder, and you got more people on your clock and things like that. So I think that yeah. that plays a bigger part too, because these dudes they're not just getting that basic twenty five, fifty thousand, five hundred thousand dollars front money to do what they got to do. They're getting a little bit more now. But like I said, yeah, to whom much is given, much is required. Much is required. Much is required. So I want to, you know, you just got to weigh it out and see what happens. Somebody else is going to get killed within these next. 10 weeks, 12 weeks, 20 weeks guaranteed. Just, right. Just because, you know, so it's a lot of pressure now and a lot of people uh, being watched. And um, I'll say, I, I just hope these dudes get some type of executive security in place. And like I said, if the money ain't really there like that shit, grab a couple of these motherfuckers from over there around Genesee and Bailey that ain't got no record. <laughs> get their ass some license and reprocity shit. And all that shit going on. So like, yo, I'm going to be here today. I'm going to fly you out, yeah, put you man. on the Greyhound, be down here, watch my back. Um, because yeah, something, something, speedy, speedy recovery, man, for Benny. Though, yeah, man, because, speedy, you know, speedy recovery. It could have it, 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 it took a turn for the worst, man, but, you know, here he's doing well and he's coming up out of it. So, man, salute to that to that whole team. And, yeah, man, let's, let's just arm ourselves with that right, you know, security that we need to ensure that our young folk is not being taken away from us at an early age. Yeah, 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 that's definitely – um. Some some real shit right there, man. Um, yeah. We were supposed to talk some more about what's going on with the COVID situation. I know you're mm-hmm. there in the New York City area, and things are pretty hot there with everything. And I know our governor, Super Mario, as I call him, he's saying uh, this, yeah, this, <laughs> <laughs> this area right here is the worst. So he's saying right now. So it's like an orange zone or a yellow zone. I've... I just tuned out of all that shit because it, be, it becomes confusing after a while. So I think they've shut down dining rooms at restaurants again and uh, barber shops and, and beauty salons and things. That gyms. Nature. Yeah, gyms. Mm-hmm. A lot of shit has gotten shut down again over the last couple of days. So um, I've been right. watching that. And uh, we were going to get into a piece on people that were in their final moments before death that allegedly had COVID and they were saying it was not real or something, but we can no longer find that article now for some reason. How <laughs> ironic is that? How though, ironic right? is that? So yeah, that, that wow. one disappeared, but mm-hmm. uh, that was something to think about. But you know, like I said before, I think it was in last week's show where we talked about whether we were going to take the vaccine or not. And I know you were saying, look, I'm going out in a blazing fire Kick it screaming and you ain't I'm not taking right. nothing. Mm-hmm. So what I did was the, did a little thinking. And I remember it might have been for a few jobs or or, or or registering for school or something like that. I always had to bring out this sheet that listed 
by immunization records. Um, okay. Many of you listening may have had immunization situations or a vaccine you had to take sometime in life. Now, from what I see on mine, I had to take about six different vaccines. And you could look up these different names uh, when you have time to see the side effects and what these vaccines were for. But according to me, I took about six different things. I took one for DPT. That's basically whooping cough. So that's like three different diseases or something rolled into one. And whooping cough, which is whooping cough. Uh, Polio is another one where I had to take a vaccine. Smallpox was another one. Measles was another one. Rubella was another one. And mumps was the last one. So at Mm -hmm. some point, these diseases were a big threat here in the United States to the point where we had to take them. And I don't know if they, I can't remember if they still make kids take the the vaccinations for everything I just mentioned. Um, but yeah. in the seventies and one here, I see I took at the top of the eighties. Yeah. Uh, we had to take these vaccinations and some of these things I had to take like two of them. I'm looking at here. I had to take one, two, three, four times each. So okay. Dang. this shit ain't new. You know, we just look at the news and hear everybody complaining. This shit ain't news. Oh, it ain't new news, I should say. Most of you complaining yeah. and screaming and hollering, your ass got vaccines in you right now. <laughs> you know, so uh, it, it is what it is, man. So, yeah, do your research and do, do your history research, too, and read up on these things What I mentioned. Like I said, DPT, polio, smallpox, measles, rubella, and mumps. And I'm pretty sure this was covered all over the United States and not just New York State. Um, but that's something definitely to look into and read into on why these went into effect. Um, and then you go, now, back, go ahead. No, I was going to say, uh, remember the, the tuberculosis shot, right? Yeah, that I think, was, uh, I think, I think I had to take that one too. And that might just not be on this list for some odd reason. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? TB, that, that TB shot. Yeah, that TB shot. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I had to take that one too, but all this shit was required to go to school here in the United States, you know. Right. So now, what if they make this new vaccine a requirement to go to school? They will. They might do that. Hell yeah, they will. They gonna you have think to. The parents are gonna remove their kids out. You think they're gonna say, "Hell no, I don't want my kids taking this," and I'm gonna homeschool or I'm gonna just do it? Because they still gonna offer remote learning now that that's in place. I yeah. think they can't back down from that. Yeah, but I did see so much some. Money. I was watching news earlier. They're going to save money. But I was watching the news earlier, and they were saying how the quality of education is definitely not the same as a live experience classroom when you do remote learning. Hell yeah, because you got Bushika there, and she got everything in the world going on in the house listening to whatever the fuck on the radio, <laughs> and the kids mm-hmm. can't learn, yeah, man. Yo, she see what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, that's, that's a problem. But will people revolt? Some will, because this has been brewing for a while now, and I would say more so within this internet age than anything, where you see little videos here and there. I've been seeing them for a long time now uh, about right, the whole right. vaccination thing and, and why you shouldn't take them. And, that, you know, that was a big topic in the, in the conscious community for a minute with the whole mm-hmm. vaccination thing. You shouldn't take them. But shit, man, we here. You know, like I always say, we fucking here. We here in America. We part of this shit. And we will be forced to take this shit. And if you don't, your ass will be in a fucking FEMA camp in some of them Katrina trailers chilling the fuck out. 
Wondering well, I'm going to get my shit set up on the, I'm going to get my shit set up on the island somewhere. I will be vacated. Off the grid. This country. Off the grid, baby. Off you know, the grid what was that hell. movie with Tom Hanks? What was that movie with Tom Hanks and he had the volleyball? That'll be me. I forgot. I forgot. I forgot the name of that shit. But he was out there on that island for Dolo. Yeah. Yeah. It's real, you know? man. I mean, you know. And then to go to work, you probably have to end up taking it too. So I, we're all trapped here in this shit. And. <laughs> We gonna have to take it just like we. Had. I had to take these six other ones I just mentioned. So now, is this global or is this just for the United States? Nobody, no other country in the world has imposed this uh, requirement, have they? It's coming. I haven't done that much yeah, research into the situation, on, but it's coming. Oh my god! And oh then you god. already know how. At I, us. Yeah, they looking at us like, oh shit! Let's see what's gonna happen with these guinea pigs. Yeah, that's gonna happen. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. And then, you know, as I read earlier, before we started recording, they're already doing a little bit of testing on the vaccinations down in Louisiana. You can look that one up. So, man, you I know. Who's taking that, man? Right, Shit. right, man. People of color? Probably. Probably. Damn. You know, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, you know, all you people out there loving your Mac over your PC, you the motherfuckers funding this shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you Bill Gates lovers, but yeah, you know, um, it is what it is, man. And uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. We're gonna keep an eye on it. Um, hopefully, hey, 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 hold on, hold on. Mac lovers, Mac lovers is, is the ones that's with uh, Steve Jobs. It's Bill Gates's Windows. He's the other side. Oh, that's right. No, yeah. yeah. Bill Gates' Windows guy. He's against Mac. All right, all right. Steve Jobs is Mac. Yeah, all right, come all right. on, bro. Yeah, all right. I'm slacking, <laughs> I'm slacking, I'm slacking. So, yeah, all right. So, I guess I'm I'm funding this shit. So, <laughs> you already know. But, um, yeah, it, it is what it is, man. You know, Damn. and uh, what the fuck you going to do? What you going to do? But uh, in other news and moving on, Man, we got this new segment we're about to start called What's in Your Media Bag? What's in your media bag? And whether we're recording at the end of the week or the middle of the week, we're going to get into what we got into media-wise during the week that we are in. So um, I didn't put too many notes down on this situation, especially with everything going on this week. Because I had a lot going on personally, just laptops dying and, and this, just it was a lot going on this week I had to take care of. Um, right. But one thing that fucked up this week in my life was my Google Play account. And I don't know if anybody else out there has that for their streaming with music. But they've been sending out these warning messages for like the last two weeks or so saying that, okay, you, you possibly could lose all your music if you don't switch over to this new form of Google Play, which is kind of like iTunes where you go there to get your music and everything. And okay. I used to stream all my albums through the air, have them recently played albums listed and singles saved and all type of shit. So I t- attempted to switch everything over to this new thing now, which I think they're calling it. It's kind of confusing how they're doing it, but it's YouTube music or something. So they try and transfer everything over that along with your albums that you own in your phone or something. And I, I'm still confused on where the fuck I could go to start my streaming up back again. Started, yeah. So mm-hmm. I. I as of like Wednesday, like I said, when everything, when the laptop died, that shit changed too across the board for me. But far as what I listened to this week, um, once again, mm-hmm. I really don't listen to 
I try not to listen to too much hip hop um, personally because I got this vibe going on where I say when I listen to too much shit, things don't really go exactly the way I want them to go. And when, when wait a minute, you saying you saying the music is influencing you to do bad shit? <laughs> nah, I'm not saying this. <laughs> no, nah, you know what? I'm not saying it's influencing me to do bad shit. But you got to think about what the fuck you listening to and what these people are saying. When you listen to right. these songs, mm-hmm. seriously. Well, depending on what type of hip hop you're listening to, I guess. Yeah, you know? so I I think not saying it influences you, it influences you, but it puts you in a certain mind state for shit to be happening to you in your life. I believe that. I, I wholeheartedly believe and, that. And, and I, I that. so when I do listen to some crazy shit, I take it in small doses. How that sound? Yeah, no, nah, that makes sense to me. Every, yeah. Everything in moderation, man. Yeah, because, you know, I'm, I'm a man of a certain age, so I don't listen to all that shit anyway no more, you know, all the time, like I probably did when I was 14, 15, 17, or whatever, or even when I was spinning, you know? Right, right. So I try to watch it. But getting back to the point, um, what's in my bag, I found this station in Toronto probably about a year ago. And the majority of the time when I listen to stuff, podcasts or whatever, it's, it's when I'm in my car working during the day. So that's anywhere mm-hmm. from 5 to 12 hours a day at certain points where I'm listening to music or podcasts. So the station, I think, is called 91.1 in Toronto. And I should have jotted this shit down in the notes, and I didn't. Um, but I'm going to try to find it right now to get the accurate description of the station. Let me see here. Hmm. So this is a station that does. Uh, it's playing, it's, it's uh, a jazz look. station in Toronto. Okay. Um, I can dig it. I, I like jazz. I can dig some jazz. Yeah, I think this is it right here. Jazz FM 91, Canada's jazz station. So I've been listening to a lot of that. Um, I haven't really been listening to the news too much during the week. I'm just tuned out of all that shit, even like the talk shows and like Rush Limbaugh. I used to catch him every now and then. Um, but I've been right. definitely on this Jazz FM deal real hard this week, man. And um, it's a pretty interesting station. And it, this one, it reminds me of one of the things I miss. Um, What's that? By what not, do you miss? That, by not working in the media. Because I used to write for the newspaper here. And when I wrote for the even when I was doing radio stuff, you would get, especially with the newspaper, you would get everything coming in the mail because I was dealing with like a 40 plus year old institution. At that point, they were like, the paper was like 30 years old or so. So everything would come to the damn office. And this is coming off a mailing list, probably dating back to the 50s from the labels. So you're talking jazz, calypso, hip hop, everything. I mean, just everything. So I don't get a lot of stuff like that no more like I used to. Like, I still get all the stuff from the hip hop labels and some of the R&B stuff and some of the reggae stuff, but I don't get all the other shit. So this station right here kind of put me back in that little vibe where I could listen to different jazz items and be like, okay, I need to check this person out if I get my fucking Google Play set back up right. Uh, right and, and uh, different stuff like that. So that was in my media bag for the week. Um, I'm trying to remember what else was on that list. I I listened to Chuck Brown all the time, man. Oh wow! You, okay, yeah, you know I'm a go go fanatic, man, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know I, I'm really deep into the history of it now. And I discovered go go, you know, probably when it was breaking out, you know, and um, 
What was it, that? The early '80s? Early '80s, because it was it was popping actually in the late '70s. Because Go Go and, okay. and a lot of people don't know this. Go Go and hip hop ran line in line at the starting gate. Oh yeah, for the most part. That's right. And a lot I of people, that. a lot yep. of people don't know that. And Go Go started getting implemented into hip hop around '84, '85 with you know the LL single, uh, "Rock the Bells," and a bunch of other records that mm-hmm. came out within mm-hmm. that ten year time span after. So. Even yeah. before that, with uh, with uh, pump pump me up on, pump, on pump, uh, Sugar pump, Hill, right? Yeah, that's go go. That's all live go go. Right, yeah, that's here. trouble funk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I listened to a lot of Chuck Brown. I think what was the which album that I listened to? It's the very best of Chuck Brown. And that oh, really, wow, I gotta check that out. Oh, you gotta get that one, man, because that has yeah, a lot man. of the live stuff on there. It has a lot of stuff that goes back to, um, money. What was they giving that money? That was that was in the late seventies, one of his first hits. Mm. So it goes. Now see, that's good party music. That's just Fuck party yeah, and people man. having a good time, man. That's what I'm talking about, man. Yeah. That's what we need back in this industry, man. Seriously. Yeah. yeah, that's what we need back definitely. So uh yeah, I was definitely running on that one this week. So you got that. We got the jazz T V and media. I mean it's the, the same old shit on on YouTube really, because when I get home I only got a certain amount of hours unless I'm out ripping and running. Got so it, right. yeah, on yeah. YouTube, it's the same stuff, man. Um, one series on there that I do follow is called Another Dirty Room. That's pretty interesting. Another Dirty Room. I like that. Yeah, what that's about is these three dudes, and some they, they vary on the host sometimes, but it's like mainly two or three in there. That's in every episode. So what they do is they go to different uh, motels, in hotels mm-hmm. around the country, and uh, they'll try to find the dirtiest ones. And they'll go oh, into a little okay. hood spot, and they'll dissect it. So they'll go through the the, the baseboards, the carpets, the bed oh, frames, really? the box spring. Damn. If it's ceiling panels in the room, they'll go in there. They'll go in the bathroom and check out everything, look for different things. They'll check the drains, et cetera, just to see how filthy the motherfucker is. So oh, man, that's dope. Yeah, what makes it dope is they take about two or three different things in there with them to do the normal inspections. Mm-hmm. So they got this one thing. I think the stuff is called Luminex, and they spray it on. They turn lights off and spray it on the blankets, on the walls. That's and the, the carpets, shit they use. The, that's the shit they use scenes. to identify blood. Yeah, man, Dude. that's serious shit. <sighs> It's dirty in there, ain't it? It's real dirty in the room. Man, they found a trail of like blood with a child's handprint in this shit on the rug one day. Uh, oh my god! Yo, where can I find? Where, 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 where the, can I the check name that of the show is called Another Dirty oh. Room. Simple and as that. that. It's on Come YouTube. On, it's a YouTube channel. Another Dirty Room. They did an episode they, here. See, that child is probably still missing, man. Shit, man. They did an episode here in Niagara Falls at one of the motels on Niagara Falls Boulevard because you know anything about this area. Um, you can take mm-hmm. Niagara Falls Boulevard from Buffalo all the way to the city of Niagara Falls. But once you're kind of like in Niagara Falls there, you start seeing a bunch of different motels out there. And, yeah. And like the back end. And, yeah, they did one there, and that was jive nasty. But, yeah, so they do that with the Luminex. Uh, they got this other machine what they use where they'll take a swab. And they'll rub it on a toilet seat or or uh, 
you know, a light switch or just something looking funky in the room and you can put it in the machine and the machine will rate how nasty that item is by points. And some of that shit just rates high as hell and it shows you how they really don't clean these hotel rooms. But other than that, of course, they find the roaches, the bed bugs, the mold, a bunch of other shit that will make you sick and kill you. So check that channel out. Um, the name of the show is Another Dirty Room. And uh, that's that. So, yeah, I, I checked that out. And what else? Um, still following the whole Umar Johnson thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. More to come on that, right? More to come on that one, man. So he's still going around the country, you know, touring and everything. And Lennon Honor is still doing shoot videos on him and whatnot and just reviewing everything that he's doing and, and trying to read into it. I, I know your boy talked about him this week, too. Um, it's the guy. Jamal. No, not Lord Jamar. My guy out the Midwest, man. Boyce Watkins. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Dr. Yeah, Boyce Watkins. Yeah, Dr. Boyce Watkins. He was talking about his relationship with Umar and everything. He's got got into the whole thing about his mental health. He thinks he has a mental health issue. But just little shit like yeah. that. And that sums up my week for the most part. Like I said, I don't have everything in front of me right now that I need to, to really go into the whole situation. But what have you looked at? Well, or listen to media well, wise this week. Just recently, man, and this was uh, I guess last night or the night before, Gucci Man versus Easy. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah, I caught the last and, hour of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, it seems like they numbers. I don't know if it set a record or whatever, but they posted up the numbers the other day. I think they had five point five million. Uh, oh yeah, people likes. tuned in. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, this is something that goes back, ties in kind of to what we were just talking about earlier in regards to gun violence and just, you know, hip-hop beefs and feuds. And it seems as though uh, Gucci took the stance on the, on the platform yeah. to uh, make a statement in regards to, you know, um, you know what occurred between those two. I guess it was some real serious beef. Maybe there was a life allegedly lost as a result of them beefing. And Gucci kind of, you know, went and extended the olive branch to say, look, listen, the past is the past. We are men now in this culture. And we looked at it as, you know, the torch holders for the culture. It's about, you know, moving forward. And he actually mentioned a couple of the rappers who were just recently slain by gun violence. Right. So I thought that was very uh, commendable on his part, you know, showing the growth and maturity as an artist. You know, because sometimes you know how we are when things get money. They could, mm -hmm. you know, get beside themselves. So to humble itself on a major platform like that, and uh, just just speak his piece like that, I thought that was a that was a very very good solid moment for hip hop. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, you know, for the whole you know? down south thing, it definitely was. Yeah, I checked out yeah. the last part, and it was I heard a couple of records I haven't heard in a while. I'm not gonna sit here in front and be like I wasn't a fan of any of that shit, but. Yeah, it was some of them joints right. I, I yeah. definitely was fucking with back in the day. So Icy was my mm -hmm. song, man. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> oh, you like that so yeah, Icy? Yeah, so when they popped that off, I'm like, yeah, that just, boom, put me in that time period. But yeah, I like, definitely right. like well, that I, record. Well, 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 which one uh, What caught my attention? Only because it was, and I don't mean no disrespect by this, it was just so simple and plain. Mm -hmm. She's a very freaky girl. Mm -hmm. so it kind of, you know, it reminded me of Slick Rick. So that's mm -hmm. number one why it was catchy. But the one, and I think Nikki was on it too with uh, Gucci. So mm -hmm. that was one that stood out to me. But um, in regards to my other social media bag, I was watching some things on uh, on Blue Pill. Uh, that's one of the brothers, you know, uh, conscious brothers. Blue Pill, who, Red uh, Pill. Yeah, they raise uh, awareness in regards to, 
you know, certain things we should be doing as, as black people and uh, people of color in order to make sure that we sustain in ourselves independently and separate apart from, you know, institutions and agencies and systems. So just going into the farming aspect, you know, that's something that I would want to really get into only because, and I think we spoke about this early on because I believe your folk or some of your folk from down South, that was mm-hmm. something that was passed on through generations. And I remember going down South every summer. Correct. And every time I went down there, I was sent into the farm. I had to either pick tomatoes, cucumbers, whatever the vegetable was that, you know, grandma and them was growing out there. Mm-hmm. And um, that should be something that we really, really get into because what's happening with these foods and what's being serviced to us may not always be the best for our health and consumption. Definitely. So, um, so you know, uh, along with the entertainment, with the, you know, the versus battle, I always try to, in my media bag, incorporate some type of knowledge and elevation so that way I get a well-rounded uh, dose of what's out there as opposed to, you know, you got people who just get on there and look at, you know, the hottest pictures from the girls. You know, mm-hmm. they just on some wet ass pussy all day on their Instagram or that's what they get on there for. But, you know, we all living in the information age. And I think this is going to be a good segment of the show where we get to disclose like what's in the media bag and what we actually checking out, because that lets you know exactly or gives you some idea of who the person is, uh, you know, that you that you're talking to. You know, right. I mean, I know who you are. I know who you are, G. You know who I am. But I mean, like, if somebody was to go through somebody else's phone and, and say, oh, look what he's been watching or she's been watching. Oh, that's what they into that. You know, you can get a very different perspective on what the person is showing you on the exterior. Right, right, right. You're definitely you right know? about that. So has have you listened to any music at all this week in your phone? Like, I know you said you, you really don't use streaming services, right? I got rid of it, man, because I feel it's like it's a, it's a sham, man. Like you said, you know, Google sent you something. Now you can lose all your music. I mean, come on. You accumulate this catalog, right? Imagine somebody going, hey, you know what? Since you're moving from this location where you're at, uh, yeah, you could take your DJ equipment, but we're going to keep your crates of records. Right. Nah, what you talking about, bro? Let me get that. That's my history. <laughs> so that's why I banned the ship with all of that. I got but, you. But um, let me see. What did I listen to this, uh, this week? This week, I, I want to say I did listen to a little bit of Prince this week. Okay. Um, and I listened to uh, uh, I listened to some under, uh, underground hip hop stuff, man. I don't want to I don't want to mention no names or you know to give no light to it, but I listened to because when I work <laughs> out when I work out I like to get angry and aggressive. And like you said, this is stuff we used to listen to when we were younger, when we had all that testosterone and we was, so when I want to do a couple of more sets, I'll throw on some locks or some DMX or something that's going to get me charged to make me lift a couple more pounds. That's what I listen to. You know what? I'm going to say something right quick about that. (laughs) I'm glad you brought it up. Now, it wasn't really Mm -hmm. so much this week. Like I said, they fucked up my service and basically shut it down for this transition they're doing or whatever. But within the last two weeks, even the last month, it's been on my list, and I'll go through it, and I'll see it there, and I'll just, I just, I don't know something about that shit. Niggas for life. That was that. Oh, yeah. se- that was that second. Classic. That was, I think that was the, was that the second or third? Second NWA. Yeah, the one from 91. That shit mm-hmm. was dope. Just the, the, the mix on it and the production and the, just the engineering, everything was just perfect on that. Even though there was a lot of red pill shit on there, there was a lot of crazy shit on there, but... Yeah, that, that yeah, was definitely yeah. a good album. Like I said, I, I try not to absorb too much of that shit, but I just had that that is just sitting here in my recent list, right under the Chuck Brown shit and whatnot. So that's like that's on there. Um, Gerald Austin is on there. I think that, that was his greatest his album, a bunch of shit. Okay, 
Um, so yeah, that's pretty much that on the media side of things and, and what I was listening to and what L was dealing with this week in the media and uh this segment would definitely get better. Um we What's got- in your what's in your social media bag? Yeah, yeah. Well, Instagram, I don't know if we'll include that one, but Instagram and Twitter. Like I really don't do Facebook. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into that because I just I hate Facebook, you know. Outside now, why of, you hate for now? Why you hate that Facebook thing? That was once the most popping thing, and you know, hmm. ain't that Mark Zuckerberg? Like you know, he yeah, connects people like they ain't seen each other for 30, 50 years, and able to you know and destroying marriages. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, for that also for the dirt, the dirty little room. What's the name of the show? See another, another dirty room. Yeah, man. That's a, that's people a, going, you, you know, know face, getting hooking back up on Facebook, going to another dirty room. But yeah, yeah I mean, I don't yeah. fuck with it because I think when you know a lot of people from all walks of life, yeah, man. You see so much shit in your timeline. And I'm not one of the ones that's going to sit there. Well, I'm going to mute him for 10 days or mute her for 30 days because she's talking a bunch of shit I don't want to see. Or, you know, and then mm-hmm. people get into how they're sick and their family members are sick and things like that. It, it, like I said, Facebook will put you on an emotional roll, whether you're mentally stable or not. Because you're going to see shit. People see shit where they wish they had it. What's in the picture, right. or they'll see things that make them sad because they can't see their kids, or this, that, and the other. And there's a lot of different shit going on with that whole psychological aspect of social media, period, really. Yeah, yes, indeed. I don't fuck with Facebook. I just stay off of that part of it. Like, I use the messenger, and that's probably about it. Um. So, yeah. And then that whole another dirty room part, which you just mentioned, is real, too. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, man. Because, yeah, I mean, come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Mm-hmm. man. I'm not going to get into nobody's personal mix, but I think everybody pretty much got everybody that they dealt with on certain levels on their damn Facebook friend list, and I'll leave it at that. Now, do you do, do you do you think that's kind of like, it's not technically, but do you think that's almost kind of like an invasion of privacy? Because you can see all the connectivity of the people throughout their life, not just like, oh, last year, or who I just met this year. It's like, no. You could see that this guy was messing with this guy or this girl 13 years ago. (laughs) And you saying, what is their connectivity? How do you know them and that one and this one? You know, I was talking to my brother in France earlier, right? And he was saying how somebody had posted something up there, had mentioned my name, mentioned his name. So now it's like, hey, if I ain't want you to connect me, now now that's on public display. Yeah, and you got my number. You could have called me and and, get, and gave me a message. You put a message out there to a third party, and now the world you can, can get to see it. And you time me in connection with something, something else. Yeah, thank it, God it wasn't nothing crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it, yeah, and it definitely shows who you connected with, uh, which you know mm-hmm. I really don't have too much of a problem with. But yeah, yeah, I mean you go through somebody's list and boom, you know, right? You can see what it is. Like somebody in particular, I know. Damn, I shouldn't even right. be talking about this shit. But <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it, man. I'll just say this. Do this it. is real general. You look at they you look at their friend list and you be like, wow. Right. Like, exactly. like, 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 you know what? This shit is just too fucking much. But I'll say this. I, I do get a kick out of Instagram. Even that's kind of dying down with me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um I do a lot of networking on there, a lot of nerd shit on Instagram. If you look at my Instagram, ain't really nothing on there too much except for boring shit. 
Um, I, Yo, I, nerd is the new cool though. Nerd yeah, I, I'll cool, put man. up there when I'm listening to. I'll put an album cover up there, some goofy shit um, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I really don't get like, oh, I'm feeling bad today or just personal shit or hate. You know. I, I don't put none of that stuff on there. It's just cool shit. So even when I'm on there looking at stuff, it's mainly DJ shit, being nosy. Um, now so, I remember, G. I remember so. a few years ago you said, "Now, nah, listen," because you was putting me on the game, and you was like, "Yo, you got to get on the social media thing, the IG. You got to yeah. let these people see your normal. Like, let them see you. You know, making a peanut butter and jelly. You know, you was trying to say like, shit. Let them see what you're doing. Now it's kind of like you changing course, and you're like, you know, nah, I'm not gonna let people into my own personal world. It's kind of like, yo, that was too much of an open book." You know, for a regular person, yeah. For artists, no. Now, I'll give you a good ass example. What mm-hmm. MC Shan is doing now is somebody that I was telling to do that in two thousand eight, two thousand and nine. That particular person, they just really figuring out how to use, it. and they did use it. And I think they may have got a plaque out the situation to some extent within the last couple of months. So they, they kind of got it together over the last year or two with that whole thing. But I was telling them with the artists, you have to start highlighting more things versus just trying to sell a record and saying you're right. hot and people should pick up on it. So like that MC right. Shan thing, let's say for a lot of artists, that would be a good complimentary thing to everything else they're doing. Because he talks, so, so. he talks about what he's cooking for the kids every day. His relationship with his air fryer. He really don't get into yeah. his shit with his girl too much no more because her ass is just wild. Um, he tried to air about, right? Oh man, <laughs> you paid eight hundred dollars a month for renting LL Cool J. Oh LL Cool J, like what the fuck? So right, right, right. Yeah, definitely. Um. It's, it's useful for people that got something that they got to get over, a product, a service, or their image as an artist or entertainer or somebody with a star on their name. Um, right. So, G, let me so, ask you real quick, since, mm-hmm. you, since you mentioned that, right? Now, because we know a lot of, uh, I don't even just want to say rappers, we'll say entertainers or people that's trying to break into the music industry, they do some weirdo shit just for the likes. Right. And I know you remember this just happened. Uh, Brooklyn rapper Dupree God with the flamethrower on top of the bus in New York. I heard some. I heard something about that. Yeah, man. Um, there was this Brooklyn rapper named Dupree God. He usually does funny skits on on IG uh, with, with with some other folks. Uh, I am Joe Show. Okay. But um, he took to the streets and climbed on top of a, a MTA, a New York City uh, bus. <laughs> I forget the area he was in, but this flamethrower he had. I mean, this was like some shit out of. You know, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Predator. Like, it was crazy what was going on. Where the hell he get a flamethrower from? I, and that's what I'm saying. But according to reports, Brooklyn rapper Dupree God surrendered to police after a video of him using a flamethrower on top of a local bus went viral. Mm-hmm. The video shows Dupree God jump on top of the bus in Bedford-Stuyvesant and shoot the flamethrower in the air. Despite turning himself into authorities on Wednesday, he insisted that using the flamethrower was an act of art. Oh, man. Art, man, art, the rapper told reporters who questioned him outside the local precinct. Everything was in a safe, controlled environment, he said. It's for the art, for the Wu-Tang. That explanation clearly didn't win over the chief of detectives, Rodney Harrison, who said during the presser following uh, Dupree's uh, uh, guard's arrest. But now what I'm saying is, do you think that on these platforms, people do shit like this, even though he just said it's for the art? just so they can go viral? Because, listen, before this article, I never knew he was Dupree God the Rapper. 
Right. I thought he was the comedy guy doing the comedy skits with Joe Show. Right. You know what I mean? So is that something that they're using now? Like kind of what you said you told somebody to do years ago, what Shan is doing to kind of like catapult them into the public eye a little more. Right. More, more exposure to, to now say, okay, well, this segue into my music. This is why I'm really here. Right, right, right. I mean, yeah. I mean, you went a little extreme with it, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, shit. Uh, it's it's it is what it is. I mean, a lot of it's a lot of different shit going on now to get people over, and that's the sad right. part. You know, even it might be situations where people set themselves up to get robbed, right, or right. something like that, just because the attention it will get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to think yeah, about you're it. You're right. Man. So it, yeah, it's so you know much. What? You're it's, right. You never know what this shit is 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 what it, what is real and what's not and what's going on out here. It could come from anywhere. Now, um, G, you yeah. know you was in the industry, and we both know a couple of publishers. These are things that a publicist would say we would they would never suggest any artist to do that. The shit that's happening now is more like. And I heard somebody say this too. I, it was actually Snoop was talking to somebody. He said, "There's so much weirdo shit going on in the game. There's no rules. It's lawlessness." Yeah. And the same thing applies for the other side of the business where publicity is concerned, where marketing is concerned. It's like free reign to just do whatever is going to get the win. Doesn't matter if I'm talking about I slap my baby's mom or I, I fuck my, my boy's girl. It's like, yo, listen, yeah. let's get the attention and then we'll worry. We'll clean it up later. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really a shit show that's happening. Yeah. It, including, it, the, including the presidency. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know. What you gonna do? You know, this is gonna keep going and going and going and going. And like I said, right now with artists, you focusing on so many other partnerships instead of just saying, "I'm getting a deal and this is what it is." So you might be working with about five or six, five or six different situations. That's part of your deal. Right. And it ain't just you, the publicist and label and, and, and your. Um, your social media people or whatever, it's it's a totally different ball game now and uh, you gotta do so much more. Too much is given, much is required. So there on that go. note That's the slogan. On that note, we're about to end this episode of the Scramble Life Podcast. Where can they reach us, G? Oh man, uh you can email us now, because uh, I shut down the IG. <laughs> somebody was okay. in there doing oh, some crazy Yeah, man. Somebody was doing some crazy uh-huh. shit and I was like, look. I ain't got time to be mm-hmm. managing all this bullshit right now. But, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. they, you can reach mm-hmm. us at thescramblelife at gmail.com. That's thescramblelife at gmail.com. If you have any questions or ideas for the show or anything like that, you can hit us up there. And uh, let us right. know what you think, period, point blank. So That's uh, right. Yeah, this is your boy G, and this is L Scratch on the other line over there. And, uh, you yeah. know, we're going to end the show a little something like this, y'all. Stay up. Peace. Stay safe. Be well. Bye-bye. Yeah. Yeah.